Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, November the 9th. Hope you're okay. And we're going to start with news that an independent inquiry is going to take place after a man carried out sex attacks in hospital mortuaries in Kent. David Fuller is thought to have abused at least 100 bodies over more than a decade while working as an electrician at the Kent and Sussex Hospital and then at Tunbridge Wells Hospital. The 67-year-old from East Sussex is waiting to be sentenced after also admitting murdering two young women in Tunbridge Wells in 1987. Health Secretary Sajid Javid spoke in the Commons yesterday afternoon. Mr Speaker, this is a profoundly upsetting case that has involved distressing offences within the health service. The victims are not just those family members and friends who have been abused in this most horrific of ways. They are also those that are left behind. People who have already experienced such loss and now experience unimaginable pain and anger. They are victims too. Even as we look into exactly what happened, as the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, I want to apologise to the friends and families of all the victims for the crimes that were perpetrated in the care of the NHS and for the hurt and suffering they are feeling. Mr Speaker, I know that no apology can undo the pain and suffering caused by these offences. But with such serious issues of dignity and security, we have a duty to look at what happened in detail and make sure it never happens again. So I would like to update the House on the steps that we are taking. First, NHS England has written to all NHS trusts asking for mortuary access and post-mortem activities to be reviewed against current guidance from the Human Tissue Authority. Trusts have also been asked to review their ways of working and to take a number of extra steps, including making sure that they have effective CCTV coverage in place, that entry and access points are controlled with swipe access, and that appropriate DBS checks and risk assessments are being carried out. NHS England will report directly to me with assurances that these measures have been taken so that we can be confident that the highest standards are being followed and that we are maintaining security and upholding the dignity of the deceased. Next, the local trust has been putting its own steps in place. They've already conducted a peer review of mortuary practice and the trust initiated an independent investigation into these specific offences. I would like to thank the Trust for its leadership and for their quick initial work to set up that investigation. But, Mr Speaker, given the scale and the nature of these sexual offences, I believe that we must go further. And so today I can announce that I am replacing the Trust investigation with an independent inquiry. The inquiry... The inquiry will look into the circumstances surrounding the offences committed at the hospital and their national implications. It will help us understand how these offences took place without detection in the Trust, identify any areas where early action by this Trust was necessary, and then consider wider national issues, including for the NHS. 
I have appointed Sir Jonathan Michael to chair this inquiry. Sir Jonathan is an experienced NHS Chief Executive. He is a Fellow of the Royal College of Physicians and a former Chief Executive of three NHS hospital trusts. He had been leading the trust investigation and will be able to build on some of the work that he has already done. The inquiry will be independent and it will report to me as Secretary of State. Following that statement, there was reaction from Sevenoaks MP Laura Trott, Tunbridge Wells Rep Greg Clark, Tom Tugendhat, who covers Tunbridge and Morling, and finally a question from Maidstone's Helen Grant. For my constituents affected, nothing is ever going to take away the pain and the trauma, but I hope this will at least provide them some comfort and assurance that this will never happen again. Uh, I join the Secretary of State uh, in giving thanks to Kent Police for their sensitivity but also their tenacity. Uh, in bringing Fuller to justice uh, after all these years. Uh, And I'm grateful to the Secretary of State for agreeing to this inquiry that uh, my colleagues uh, in the area have called for. Thank you, Madam Deputy Speaker. This horrific crime has shocked many in Tunbridge and Edenbridge and Morling who used the hospital. May I associate myself entirely with the words of my right honourable friend, the Member for Tunbridge Wells, and thank my right honourable friend, the Secretary of State, who is in his place and has announced the inquiry that many of us have been seeking. Well, nothing can undo the horror that the families of victims are going through, but I am pleased uh, to hear what my right honourable friend has said today. But I just wonder, uh, could he provide some further and better details on the timescale for the final Uh, report that will come out of the inquiry. He mentioned an interim report early next year, but what about the final report? And when does he anticipate that the recommendations that might be made in that report might be implemented? Secretary of State. Yes, uh, Madam Deputy Speaker, I'm happy to provide some more information on that. I have asked uh, Sir Jonathan uh, to provide the interim report uh, from his inquiry uh, early next year. Uh, it will take some time, I think, by our, our honourable friend and other honourable members will understand to, to have the terms of reference in place to make sure it's done properly. But I think it is important to learn some early lessons, especially around uh, the, the local hospital trust. Uh, and so I anticipate that might take around three months for that interim report. Uh, but I just uh, w- would wait to s- uh, see the final um, uh, analysis of that by Sir Jonathan. Um, the final report, uh, w- I hope, will be sometime in, in, in next year. We've also been told loved ones of people abused by Fuller are set to take legal action and a phone line has been set up in the wake of the case intended for people who feel they may have information about the investigation. The number to call is 0800 051 5270. That's 0800 051 5270. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a woman's been charged following a disturbance on a school bus near Herne Bay. It happened on the 921 service in Broomfield last week while it was transporting Spires Academy pupils and left one person suffering with what are said to be self-inflicted wounds. A 22-year-old who hasn't got a permanent address is due in court next month, accused of being drunk and disorderly. A Kent man's been arrested after video emerged of a group of West Ham fans chanting an anti-Semitic song on a plane at Stansted Airport. We're told it happened last Thursday and the 31-year-old from Dartford was detained after voluntarily going to a police station yesterday. He's the third person to be arrested. A driver is no longer facing a charge of causing the death of a Maidstone man who caught COVID in hospital. Former university lecturer Christopher Pack was hit by a car last December and died a month later 
while being treated for his injuries. 54-year-old Smail Afafska from Baselget Rise in the town denies causing serious injury by dangerous driving and is due to go on trial next October. Water companies have been warned they face consequences if they don't do enough to stop raw sewage being released into rivers and seas. MPs have voted in favour of bringing in tougher restrictions when it comes to releasing untreated waste into waterways. It comes after Southern Water received a record £90 million fine in the summer for pumping raw sewage into the sea off the Kent coast. Now it's emerged women taking part in a Reclaim the Streets march in Canterbury were abused by a number of men. Ironic, hundreds gathered in the city to protest against violence against women and raise awareness of recent cases of drink spiking. Well, Canterbury Christchurch Uni Student Union have tweeted that a man tried to touch a young woman while others yelled and laughed during a two-minute silence. Eggs and toilet roll were also thrown at protesters. These women were on the march and say it's typical. A lot of the problem stems from kind of attitudes about kind of lower level harassment so catcalling, wolf whistling yeah it's something I've experienced you know on the street in clubs you feel like you can't stand up for yourself because you don't know what's going to happen to you and the best thing to do is like put your head down and walk away quickly we should be able to stand up for ourselves make people know that that's not right I don't like that you've just done that the first time I was catcalled I was 13 I was in my school uniform on my way to one of my first days in year seven um, and I got to school and I talked to my friends about it and they said oh yeah that happens all the time that's just something that happens my parents have told me about it um, you just can't react and I just internalised that that was just something that I thought okay that's a condition of my womanhood Councillor Alistair Brady also joined the action As a male I think it's incredibly important that we understand that we are part of the problem um, we can be a solution we can call out misogynistic behaviour it's really important that males come on, on these marches to shine a light on the fact that women aren't safe on our streets We're in the third decade of the 21st century and that's unacceptable. Kent Online reports. People living in Ashford are angry about what have been described as anti-refugee notes being posted through letterboxes. They were hand-delivered to several roads in the town complaining about a nearby hotel being used to house asylum seekers from Afghanistan. Around 100 people are living in the Holiday Inn before more permanent accommodation can be found. One resident has described the note as hateful. A mum from Hawling who's been given just six months Months to live is trying to raise money for life-extending treatment so she can spend more time with her young sons. 39-year-old Lorraine Hartley has been fighting lung and bone cancer for the last 18 months. A new drug to help is available on the NHS, but the mum of two has been forced to go private as she doesn't qualify to get it. Her family need to raise £110,000 for a year's supply. We've got a link to their fundraising page at Kent Online. An investigation's underway after five chickens were found dead near Ashford. One of the birds had been burned at Green Farm in Shuddockshurst over the weekend. Police are looking into reports of three young people acting suspiciously in the area. Influencers from Kent have been telling the podcast about abuse they've suffered from trolls. They've been speaking out on Social Media Kindness Day, which was set up following the death of Caroline Flack. Tasha Newcomb is a TikTok star from Chatham. It's normally to do with like my appearance more than anything. Obviously, I get a lot of positive comments and the positive comments always outweigh the negative comments. But if I see something that really does affect me, I just remove it. I just delete it. Mm. I don't want to see it. I don't think anyone else should see it. I just I want my page to be positive, although I want to keep it real. I do want it to be just a positive space. 
definitely I mean obviously you've got a lot of young girls that follow you a lot of people your own age that are like you know look up to you you know love your makeup want to be you maybe mm-hmm. um what would you say to people that might be struggling with their own like you know personal image or how people are treating them online how have you kind of overcome it and what would you say to other people um I would definitely say you ha- you do have to focus on the positive comments and normally it's down to a, a, that person the person who's commenting it's normally down to their own insecurities so they're trying to push their own insecurities out onto other people to make them feel insecure so it's never anything to do with you personally well we're all being urged to think before we post something amy freelove is an instagram influencer from the county i did um a fashion reel um it was actually one of my i think it was one of my first ones i did so i was just starting out i was very nervous and um somebody started comment about um fashion and fast fashion and making sort of not very nice comments about me um they were quite personal um but a lot of people that saw them that know who i am and know that how i am i'm a very nice person i like to think anyway um they were immediately on that post and backing me up um so it was nice to know that i have sort of a backup um for whatever i post and there's lots of different people that have had lots of different trolling but I am very lucky that I don't tend to get it that often um, so I am grateful for that. And Zoe Cairns is a social media expert based in Medway. She's been chatting about it to Leisha. These people are attacking people um, and it could land in your DM, it could be on your comments so you know online trolling is becoming more and more popular all of the time because these people can come on and say what they want without actually revealing who they are. And do you think as well, especially, you know, we see a lot of young people, you've got these little toddlers that are given iPads and they're sort of accustomed to that lifestyle since when they were very little. Do you think that that could mean that, you know, you're getting more people trolling because, you know, they're, they're, they're on it from a young age? Yeah, there's, there, I mean, youngsters now, you know, young people are on social media and sometimes they don't know the implications they don't understand that you know putting this stuff online can be harmful to people you know it can upset people and you know and and also the parents uh, are not aware of what young people are watching or doing online so um, you know now more than ever it's so important to make sure that we're educating our young people and they understand the implications and what online trolling what online bullying actually is and obviously we're doing this story because it's social media kindness day which is the second one and it's held in honor of Caroline Flack who sadly you know took her own life because of online trolling is that something that worries you that you know people are being trolled so much now online that that's actually becoming more of a common case of why people decide to take their own life yeah it's really sad you know uh, be kind you know the social media kindness day is a, a really important day and it's um someone that I know um you know who I only met last year who actually runs social media kindness day in memory of Caroline Flack and and the reason why this is being done is to build that awareness. But what's alarming is that we have to you know, keep reminding people about being kind. And this is where I hope that the online safety bill, that consequences are put into place to actually have a consequence there that when people do bully online, when they do actually become you know, abusive online or start calling people names or it affects people in that, in that way, there is a consequence that, they, that will happen that actually stops these people from keep doing it over 
over and over again. And if you do get targeted, her advice is to tell someone, report the person who trolled you and then block them from that social media site. And this is also going to be the topic of discussion on the lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight. You can get involved by asking our panel of experts a question or leaving a comment. It's on from six. Kent Online reports. Travel news now and talks of a new international rail link from the UK to Europe have been described as a good sign for Kent. A Spanish travel company has expressed public interest in running a high-speed train service between Paris and London. It would run on the line which passes through Ashford and Ebbsfleet stations. A year-long trial of a virtually silent electric bus service is set to begin in Dartford. The environmentally friendly vehicles are being rolled out across the fast-track network to cut down on pollution. Electric buses are also being introduced in Gravesend and Dover thanks to government funding. Meantime, there are calls for bus drivers in Kent to reduce the amount of time their vehicles are idling in a bid to cut harmful emissions. Now that's when the engine is left running when it's stationary, something that can happen at sites like level crossings in the county. Well, councillors have held talks on the problem while stagecoach say their drivers are instructed to switch engines off if they're not likely to move for more than a couple of minutes. A group that runs a number of colleges in Kent is getting a share of more than £80 million to create more teaching space. It's coming from the government in a bid to provide more opportunities for teenagers once they finish their GCSEs. East Kent College, which has sites in towns including Folkestone, Canterbury and Ashford, successfully bid for some of the cash. A pub on the seafront in Herne Bay that's been empty for about eight years is being turned into a restaurant thanks to a £100,000 investment. This is one of our most read stories today. A couple took over the old Pier Hotel in March and are hoping to open the Sri Lankan-inspired eatery next month. It's thought it'll create around 30 jobs. And people in Ashford are being encouraged to have street parties next year to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Bosses in the town say a beacon will also be lit and Thanksgiving service held as part of events. They're also going to be planting a tree for every resident of the borough over the next three years as part of the Queen's Green Canopy Project. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will travel to play AFC Wimbledon in the second round of the FA Cup if they win next week's replay. They face Cheltenham Town again next Tuesday after it ended one all at Priestfield on Saturday. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Rajikanu will be in action today in her final tournament of the season. The US Open champion from Bromley is the top seed at the Upper Austria Ladies Linz and takes on China's Xingyu Wang in the round of 16. The 18-year-old is playing in her second WTA Tour event after reaching the quarterfinals of the Transylvania Open last week. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.